Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another story about the Peters children. In this week's story, The Peters' Merry Christmas, we'll hear about how Pearson almost spoiled his Christmas. Fortunately, it wasn't ruined, and he learned a valuable lesson through the experience. As always, listen for the hymn or a line from a hymn, and if you recognize it, email us your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winner, Finian T. from Concord, California, sent in the correct answer of, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, from the story, Penelope the Peacemaker. So yippee for Finian. Good job. Since Christmas is this week, and we're busy with our families, like you are with yours, there will be no new story next week. The Lord willing, we'll post a new one on January 5th, 2020, a new decade. So take the time during the break to go back and listen to the ones you've not yet heard, like the Peter's Happiest Thanksgiving, or Lizzie Takes the Lord's Name in Vain, or older ones like Pearson Peters and the Bad Company. Now let's settle in and listen to Peter's Merry Christmas. It was the Saturday before Christmas, and it had been snowing all night. It had begun to snow shortly after the last school bell had sounded the day before. The sound of that bell was music to the ears of the students at Evergreen Elementary, where Pearson and Penelope Peters attended, because it signaled not only that school was out for the day, but for the next two weeks. It was Christmas break. The children were so excited about the break in school that they didn't mind helping Daddy Peters shovel snow late Friday afternoon. But the next day, they found themselves shoveling snow with Daddy again. It was grueling work, and Penelope and Pearson were always coatless by the time they were finished. Just as Daddy Peters was piling the last shovel full of snow onto the mountainous drift, Mama Peters walked onto the front porch. I need to do a little shopping. Would anyone like to come with me? What kind of shopping, Mama? Grocery or fun? Penelope asked. Ah, uh, a bit of both, Mama Peters answered. Let's all go together, Daddy Peters suggested. I have one or two more little things I'd like to pick up. Let's grab the girls and load up the van. Only too happy to comply, Pearson and Penelope removed their snow boots, placed them on the porch, and walked into the house. Penelope made a beeline for baby Priscilla as Pearson grabbed Patience. Pearson and Penelope loved holding their newborn baby sisters. They were so little and still so new. Penelope never wanted to spend more time with one over the other, determined not to show favoritism between the girls. She and Pearson would switch the babies between each other back and forth, back and forth. As Pearson cradled baby Patience, he gazed at the Christmas tree, glowing with both colored lights and white lights, which was a compromise in their family. Mama Peters preferred white lights to colored lights, but Daddy Peters said multicolored lights were more fun. So both kinds of lights it was. It made for a nice contrast on the tall, majestic evergreen tree. Pearson stood and observed the ornaments he and Penelope had made in Sunday school over the years. He noticed his first baby ornament, and he took the time to study all of its tiny features. His eyes shifted over to Daddy and Mama Peter's honeymoon ornament, which was engraved with their names. About two branches away from the honeymoon ornament hung the twins' first ornaments, which had been gifts from their close family friends, the Christoffersons. He glanced under the tree where the gifts beckoned to be opened. 
All of the wrapping paper was red and green and gold. Mama Peters said it was too time-consuming for her to change wrapping paper for all of the presents. But Pearson and Penelope didn't mind. It didn't matter if they were wrapped in newspaper, because a present is a present. One of the gifts under the tree, a fairly large box-shaped gift, was labeled with his name in Mama Peters' handwriting. Pearson had been eyeballing that particular gift ever since Mama had put it under the tree on Thursday. For two whole days, he had been observing and sizing it up for any hint of its contents. He wondered what it was and hoped it was what he really, really, really wanted. But a marshmallow shooter. He had dropped a few hints here and there, but he had tried his best to be low-key about it. It had been about two weeks of subtle but specific clues about his Christmas gift wishes. He alluded to the gift when he and Mama were in the kitchen together. In the most nonchalant tone he could conjure up, he said, I just love s'mores. My favorite thing is the marshmallow part. Marshmallows are yum. It bothered him slightly that his hint went seemingly unnoticed by Mama Peters, who was more interested in getting dinner on the table than in having a conversation about marshmallows. Yet Pearson persisted. Marshmallows are sweet, but they aren't sticky unless you pull them apart. Mama Peters, who was trying to roll the enchiladas, mindlessly answered, Mm-hmm, but Pearson wasn't so easily dissuaded. Marshmallows are fun to shoot. They won't hurt anyone like a bullet. They're just super fun. Mama Peters continued to roll the enchiladas, barely looking up at Pearson. He gave it one more shot. I sure do wish I had a marshmallow gun. Maybe for Christmas, even. Mama Peters finally looked up from the enchiladas and nodded in Pearson's direction. Please hand me the shredded cheese in the fridge, Pierce. I've run out. Dejectedly, Pearson pulled the cheese out of the fridge and handed it to Mama Peters. He wasn't going to go down without a fight. His spirits perked up as he remembered that Daddy Peters was in the living room. Determined to bring up the subject of the marshmallow gun again, this time to Daddy Peters, he had strolled into the living room where Daddy Peters was sitting on the couch, reading a book. Daddy Peters, what you reading? Daddy Peters looked up and answered something that Pearson didn't really hear. You like marshmallows, Daddy? Daddy Peters nodded and went back to reading. Pearson repeated the conversation he'd just had with Mama Peters. But Daddy Peters seemed just as disinterested as Mama had been. Pearson would just have to figure out more ways to hint around about wanting a marshmallow shooter. He managed to turn almost every conversation around to the marshmallow gun. He knew he'd have to be more blatant about it since time was a-wasting and Christmas was only a few days away. As he stood staring at the gift with his name on it, he wondered if all his hints about the marshmallow shooter had been successful. The package was certainly the right size. So, just maybe, there was a beautiful white marshmallow shooter inside. His thoughts were broken up when Mama walked into the room. Okay, let's put the girls in their car seats. Mama Peters brought out the car seats, and Pearson and Penelope gently slid the girls into them and buckled them in. Daddy Peters deftly grabbed each car seat in his hands and followed Pearson and Penelope out the door. Mama Peters was the last one out, and she carried her purse in a large diaper bag. At the store, Mama Peters pushed a cart for the groceries, and Daddy Peters pushed a cart with the babies in it. Mama Peters had told everyone in the car that she was only making a quick grocery run for a few last-minute items. Mama had planned carefully and had bought nearly everything she needed to get them through the holidays, but she still needed some cinnamon. Penelope had inadvertently broken the jar of cinnamon when she was dusting the homemade eggnog with it. She dropped it on the counter, causing a massive spill. But no one complained about the yummy smell that had filled the house in the vacuum cleaner. Mama Peters also needed to get some whipped cream to serve with her pies. But other than that, this trip was more about Christmas shopping. 
On the other hand, Daddy Peters, who could always find lots of things the family needed at the store, stopped at the display of pumpkin pies where a store employee was handing out free samples. He hungrily took two of those samples, the first of his many stops. Every time he made a stop to inspect an item in the warehouse-type store, he would check with Mama Peters about buying it. Everything from pumpkin pies to cranberry sauce to chocolate-covered strawberries, he viewed all of them as a need. Mama Peters patiently detailed the reasons why they didn't need all of the yummy things that Daddy wanted. And except for the chocolate-covered sea salt caramels, Daddy acquiesced to Mama's wise reasoning. Those delicious caramels would make their way to the Peters' house. From the grocery store, the Peters headed to the mall. Pearson and Penelope loved the mall, and they couldn't understand why Mama Peters didn't share their affection. They would ride the escalator up and down and walk the length of the mall, stopping in various stores. The mall smells were aromatic and pleasant. The perfume aisles of the department store, along with the strongly scented candles and lotions at the lotion store, and the cinnamon rolls at the sweet shop, and the fried smells of the food court, were almost irresistible. And the sounds! They were loud and echoey and exciting. The loudspeakers would play Joy to the World or some other Christmas melody. The decorations were festive, and in the center of the mall was a huge Christmas tree. There were sounds of people talking and laughing and enjoying themselves. Daddy Peters was just the right person to have along at the mall. He loved taking the children to each shop, trying samples, and looking at all of the trinkets. While Mama Peters wasn't as enthralled with the mall as the others, she wasn't in a hurry either, though she kept her eye on the clock for the baby's feeding time. Mama Peters wanted to pick up a couple things for Grandma and Papa Peters because they were nearly impossible to buy for. When Pearson and Penelope would ask Grandma Peters what she wanted for Christmas, she would have a ready answer. What else do I need when I have all of you? And Papa Peters' answer wasn't much different. He would usually say something silly like, Well, how about a bag of potato chips? Or, I sure do love a warm cup of coffee. Penelope would laugh. <laughs> and remind him that he could have those at any time. They weren't presents. Then Papa would respond with something like, But isn't this my wish list? I can't think of a better present than a cup of coffee. Then he'd wink, and Pearson and Penelope would give up on asking what their grandparents wanted for Christmas. However, Mama Peters said she had a last-minute idea, and they walked together into the electronics store. After chatting with an electronics associate, they ended up buying a music player and a voice-response music speaker for Grandma and Papa Peters. By that time, they were all starved, and Mama Peters made a suggestion that pleased Pearson and Penelope to no end. How about we have a bite to eat and maybe some dessert, Daddy Peters? I need to stop and feed the twins anyway. Daddy Peters rubbed his hands together in an exaggerated fashion. Hey, that's a great idea. I'm in full agreement. Let's go to the Chinese food restaurant first, and then maybe get some ice cream, and then we'll get some cinnamon rolls, and... Pearson and Penelope clapped their hands together. <laughs> Yippee! It wasn't long before the children's bellies were full of Chinese food and ice cream. Penelope felt a little bit sad for her twin sisters because they couldn't enjoy the scrumptious yumminess of the Chinese food and ice cream. Don't you worry, sweet girls. You'll get to have some when you're older, she quietly assured them. On the way home, Penelope was wedged between the two car seats. She sat contentedly and held their hands. Pearson, though, sat in the back seat, preoccupied with Christmas. Only four more days. How could he wait four more days? It was an impossible chore. 
He couldn't stand having to wait to open up the big box under the tree. Ugh! They arrived home where they took showers and helped Mama Peters clean some. Pearson and Penelope went to bed shortly thereafter with church in mind for the next day. Right before bedtime, though, Pearson walked by the Christmas tree again. He brushed his hand gently across the package with his name. He felt the box for any lumps or bumps and thought he could kind of make out the hard lining of a tube. Maybe, just maybe. Pearson, bedtime, Daddy Peters yelled from upstairs, and Pearson raced up to his room. After their nightly prayers and a story, Pearson lay in his bed, cozy under his blankets, and stared out his window. The curtains were slightly open, and he could make out the falling snow in the light of the lamp across the street. It was chilly and peaceful and quiet. He could hear the soft cooing of one of the twins in the other room as Mama fed them again before bed. He wondered how in the world babies who were so small could possibly eat so much. I mean, they ate constantly. Pearson's thoughts continued to meander, and in a few minutes, he fell asleep. Sunday morning before church, Pearson made an intentional detour to the Christmas tree while the babies were being strapped into their car seats. Again, he rubbed his hand on the package and squinted hard at it. He picked it up and gave it a small shake. He heard nothing rattling or moving inside. He turned the package over and over in his hands and inspected all of the corners of the taped wrapping paper. Unexpectedly, he felt a piece of untaped wrapping paper beneath his fingers. He felt it again and realized that if he rubbed hard enough, he could kind of pull it back just a tiny bit. He couldn't execute his plan before church because Daddy Peters was calling for him to get in the car. So Pearson grabbed his Bible and ran out the door. It was hard for him to pay attention all through church. He kept musing about his Christmas present. In fact, he was so caught up in his thoughts that he didn't even hear the announcement for the kids to leave the big service and go to their Sunday school classes. It was only after Penelope whispered, Pearson, what are you doing? That he realized he was still sitting while the other kids had been dismissed. After returning home from church, Pearson was frustrated in his attempts to examine the package. Mama and Daddy Peter seemed to have a huge list of chores for him and Penelope. They had to clean the bathrooms, wrap presents, dust the living room, and then shovel even more snow. Normally, he didn't mind doing those chores because of all the excitement surrounding Christmas, but he was resolute in his plan to look into the little unsecured part of the wrapping paper that was separating from the box. But there was simply no time. He couldn't do it after dinner because the Peters sat in the living room and watched a Christmas movie. Penelope sat on the couch holding Patience, and Pearson sat by the Christmas tree holding Priscilla. He continued to try to concoct a plan that would allow him to see inside that box. As the family became engrossed in the movie, he had a brilliant thought. He moved Priscilla close to his present and took her tiny hand and ran it across the present again and again. He smiled at her and said things like, That's a box, Priscilla. Doesn't it feel smooth? He tried his best to look innocent as though he was just trying to teach his little sister about boxes. Pearson turned the package upside down where the loose wrapping paper was. He steered Patience's sweet, pudgy hand just a little bit harder over that spot. He felt the paper tear just slightly. It was the tiniest microscopic tear, but Pearson could work with that. He pushed a bit more and more until the tear grew slightly larger. Inside, he was giddy with excitement. He looked closely and squinted. He could make out that the color of the box was a bright green. It was the very green that the box that held the marshmallow shooter at the toy store came in. This time, he didn't bother to use Patience's little hand 
but his own fingers to gently push the wrapping paper back some more. He had opened it enough that he could actually see some of the writing on the box. He could make out allow shooter. What else could allow shooter be except a marshmallow shooter? This was certainly his marshmallow shooter. Oh, how he couldn't wait to tear into it in three days and shoot marshmallows all over the house. It would be so much fun. He suppressed his excitement and quietly smoothed the Christmas wrap and put it back under the tree. Patience had begun to get fussy, so he walked her over to Mama Peters to be fed. Mama Peters fed the babies, and the movie ended. Christmas Adam, the day before Christmas Eve, was full of excitement as the Peters prepared further for Christmas Day. Christmas Eve was the day they celebrated Christmas with Mama Peters' side of the family, and they expected no fewer than 20 people at their house. Gifts would be exchanged, and the children would play and run around and make snowmen. By evening, everyone would clear out so that the Peters could go to the Christmas Eve service at church. The festivities would resume on Christmas Day with Daddy Peters' side of the family. All of the delights of anticipation are what carried Pearson and Penelope through each day so quickly. And now that Pearson could rest in the assurance that his marshmallow shooter was a certainty, he happily went about the food preparations with Daddy and Mama Peters. Finally, Christmas Eve rolled around. The day was filled with joy and excitement and frivolity. Pearson and Penelope got to open a few gifts from Mama's side of the family. Penelope received a new set of dolls, and Pearson enjoyed playing with his new action figures. Not long afterward, it was time to head to the Christmas Eve service at church. The title of the message, according to the bulletin, was Anticipation versus Expectation. Pearson wondered what the title meant, but it didn't take long before he understood. Pastor Ken talked about how the Messiah's arrival had been anticipated for hundreds of years. But along with the anticipation, there were expectations too. Many expected Jesus to come as a mighty warrior king, someone who was even dressed in military clothing with a sword and a spear, someone who could fight for justice and fight for all of the people who needed him. But Jesus didn't live up to their expectations. Jesus didn't come as a warrior king. He came as a helpless baby, reliant on others for food and shelter and care and clothing. He was not an independent king, and so many of the people who had long anticipated Jesus' coming were disappointed. He couldn't possibly be the anticipated one. Pearson listened intently and took a quick peek at Priscilla and Patience when Pastor Ken spoke of Jesus as a baby. He simply could not imagine that God came as a small baby, as small as one of his sisters. His eyes began to fill with tears as he thought about baby Jesus. At the end of the service, instead of staying and fellowshipping, as was the norm after a typical Sunday service, everyone quietly filtered out of church to think about the anticipation of Jesus and how his first coming had changed the entire world. The Peters family were all equally moved by the grace of the gift of the Lord Jesus and rode silently home as they each thought about all that Christmas really means. That evening, as Pearson lay in bed, looking through the window at the falling snow, he prayed that he would remember somehow, even through the excitement of the morning to come, that Jesus was the reason for Christmas. He realized that he had gotten caught up in all of the fun of Christmas, and he hadn't even thought much about Jesus. Tears began falling down his cheeks as he prayed that he would love Jesus as much as his presence. Early Christmas morning, while it was still dark outside, Pearson slowly awakened. He rubbed his eyes and realized in haste that Christmas had finally arrived. He put on his robe over his Christmas jammies and crept to Penelope's room. She was wide awake and had just finished donning her robe, too. Merry Christmas, Ben! Pearson whisper yelled. Penelope threw her arms around her brother. Merry Christmas! Daddy Peters walked into the room, carrying a mug of coffee. Merry Christmas, Piers and Pen. My, you're awake early. I couldn't sleep anymore. Their reply was simultaneous. 
Well, it's okay. The twins seem like they're pretty excited for Christmas, too. They hardly gave Mama a wink last night. She's downstairs with them now. Come on down. They both scampered downstairs and were met with the delicious smell of cinnamon rolls in the oven. After settling down and praying, and reading the Christmas story from Luke 2, it was finally time to open presents. Naturally, Pearson tore into his marshmallow shooter first. He ripped the wrapping paper apart as though it were a mortal enemy. And there it was, in all its glory, the marshmallow shooter! But what was odd is that Pearson felt a weird sense of disappointment. He loved the marshmallow shooter and immediately thanked Daddy and Mama Peters, but his heart somehow had been let down. His face must have betrayed his feelings because Mama Peters asked him a moment later, Piers, don't you like the shooter? I love the shooter. It's not the shooter, Mama. I'm disappointed because I sort of, well, well, well I kind of, I, I opened the present just a little bit a day, oh, I opened up the present just a tiny bit a few days ago, so I knew what it was. I wanted it to be a marshmallow shooter so bad, and I knew that it was, so I was really excited but but uh, I, I think I, I think a lot of being excited is just knowing that something is coming, so I ruined it for myself. Pearson hung his head in shame. Oh, I see, Mama Peters replied softly. So it's sort of like what Pastor Ken was saying last night, Daddy Peters injected into the conversation. Sometimes we have anticipation, and then we have expectations because of our anticipation, and we insert our own thoughts into what is best, and so we are let down. Isaiah 53 describes perfectly what the Jews were to expect. Jesus would not come as a conquering earthly hero, but they had built it up in their heads, so the anticipation was so exciting that they built false expectations that could only fuel their excitement. Therefore, it was impossible for them to accept a helpless baby. It's kind of what happened with the shooter. You anticipated this great event, opening this great gift on Christmas but you didn't recognize that the anticipation was making it bigger than it was. Sure, it's fun, but it's still just a marshmallow shooter. I know, Daddy Peters. You're right, but just so you know, I prayed last night that I would understand that Jesus is the best. And even though I wish I hadn't looked at my present, I'm kind of glad I learned this lesson. No present is ever as good as Jesus, and the anticipation is almost always better, except with Jesus. The anticipation is nothing compared to him. Wow, Piers, praise the Lord. Thanks for sharing. Daddy Peters gave Pearson a bear hug and promptly pulled the marshmallow shooter out and unloaded a few shots into Pearson's face. Pearson laughed <laughs> and reached for the shooter. Merry Christmas, everyone! Pearson shouted as he continued shooting off marshmallows all over the living room. Hi there. Welcome in again to Grandma's Corner. You know, as I listened to the story, I remembered a time that I looked at one of my Christmas gifts years and years ago when I was a kid. I opened it just enough to see the knobs of an Etch-a-Sketch so that when I opened it on Christmas Day, I wasn't the least bit surprised. That was disappointing for my parents, who had shopped for my gifts with care. They wanted me to like what I'd received, and though I liked it, I already knew what I was getting and the element of surprise just wasn't there. It's not nearly as fun to open a present when you already know what it is. So this Christmas, when you open your Christmas gifts, have a grateful heart and thank the giver of the gifts. Jesus is the ultimate giver of gifts, 
so make sure you thank Him most of all. Speaking of gifts, the most precious gift that God gave was His Son Jesus, who came to earth as a baby, grew up, and died on the cross for the sins of all who believe. The Bible says that all have sinned, but that Jesus came to save the lost from the bondage of sin. Let me read Romans 10:9, which I've read before. Here it is. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Our desire for everyone who listens to the stories about the Peter's children is that you know Jesus, or if you don't already, that one day you will. If you wanna know more about Jesus and how to know him, ask your mom or dad, or your Sunday school teacher, or you can even write us here at Whimsy Wins. I'll close out the year by quoting a verse, John 3:16, that many of you may know. If you like, you can say it along with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That forever is you, it's me, or anyone else who believes, and it's a promise you'll have eternal life. We look forward to you joining us again next year which is only about 10 days away for another Peter's Children adventure. Bye for now.